Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Create Strength. Struggle Create Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what my struggles have taught me. This is a topic that I took a lot of time to think about, and then I realized that my struggles have taught me everything. They've taught me how to love, they've taught me what growth is, they've taught me what I like and don't like, they have taught me absolutely everything. And I owe basically where I am today to my struggles. And without our struggles, I truly believe that we wouldn't be where we are. And we wouldn't grow, we wouldn't find and build new strengths. We would just stay in the same spot, doing the same old stuff with no desire, no passions, other than just getting through the day. And for me, Every single struggle that I've encountered has impacted my life in a different way, but has changed my life for the better. And when I was really brainstorming about all of the topics and all of my struggles, I could never pinpoint certain things that would touch home for a lot of people. I could never really get back to all the basics and really think about what's going to impact people the most and what's going to change people's perspective the most and what's going to impact their lives in the best ways. But that's when I sat back and I realized that I'm overthinking everything. I think the best way to help others is to share personal things about yourself and show how you grew and show growth in its its entirety. And for me, I've grown a lot, especially over the past year. I think this past year has been the biggest, best year of my life. And by that, it hasn't come from me doing all these big accomplishments, me succeeding in the biggest ways, but it's come from a lot of self-growth and a lot of realizations. And I think this is a topic that I that I will definitely strive with. And I think it's going to play to benefit to a lot of people because my year has hit some of its all-time lows, but also hit some of its all-time highs, and I have to thank all of my lows for those highs. So there's going to be five topics I'm actually going to speak on, and it's going to be expectations, love, traveling, relationships, and also how hockey played a huge role in my life. And these are five things that you don't have to relate to them basically those main factors of the topics for it to help you. There will be something within all of this, I will guarantee it, that will help you and will make you look at your own life in a different way and maybe look at your struggles in a different way the next time you encounter them. So for me, I'm going to start off by talking about traveling. And this is one that is always a fun topic and it is something that I think everyone should do in their life. Everyone should go travel. Everyone should see new parts of the world because when you stay inside of your own little shell, inside of your own little town, you never have a chance to grow. Traveling is, if you talk to anyone that's done it, is the best, best way to grow. It is the best way to have and experience self-growth. And for me, traveling was always something that was basically a big passion of mine, something that I wanted to pursue, something that I still want to pursue. But 
it didn't come easy. And that's, I think this is going to give people a lot of a different perspective on even my own life and a way that you can easily perceive your life to be better than it truly is when you're traveling and just in general. And for me, that's one thing that I did when I was traveling. I was posting pictures all the time and I seemed like the happiest, best, like living the best life ever, experiencing everything I've ever wanted to. And don't get me wrong, I did do that. I did experience a lot of great things. But the underlying factor that was always there was I was struggling a ton. And I don't think a lot of people know that. I mean, in my when I explained my story in my podcast, the very first one that I released, it definitely touched on that. But I don't think a lot of people will realize and know what I've gone through, especially when I was traveling. And when I was traveling, it wasn't, it was the best thing ever, but at the same time, it was not right. And by that, I mean, I wasn't right. I wasn't in the right mind space. I wasn't, I wasn't at a state in my life where I felt like I could really gain a huge growth and come back a new person. I was hoping, I was so hopeful. I, when I quit hockey and I left to go traveling, it was the most excited I have ever been. But at the same time, I was miserable. And that is something I have always kept to myself. I don't like to really necessarily talk about it, but I think it it will really give people a better understanding of maybe some of their own struggles. And so for myself, my struggles when traveling, a lot of it came from a past relationship, um, but a lot of it also came from being very hopeful for happiness and falsifying happiness. And for me, I figured that the second I would be happiest is when I was traveling. As soon as I hopped on that plane, I would be the happiest I've ever been in my life. All my problems would go away. They'd all disappear. But something that I learned is that you can't run from your problems and you cannot chase happiness. Happiness is not something that you can see. You chase it. You grasp it. Sometimes, maybe, but for the most part, you cannot chase it. The second you find yourself chasing it, the second you'll never get it. And for me, that's where, that's basically where this all came into play. Uh, traveling was a huge life changer for myself. It taught me so much. I allowed myself to grow so much. But while I was actually in the moment traveling, looking like I was living my best life, I was actually sitting back and going through some of the darkest times. I remember there was one night I was sitting in our hostel and we came back from a thing called the jungle party, which this jungle party is crazy. You experience some of the craziest, most insane things you've ever seen in your life and you're in the middle of a jungle at a music festival and it is so cool so incredible and you would think that like you should be the happiest you've ever been there well for myself I wasn't I was not the happiest I've ever been there I remember breaking down and having a conversation with 
my best buddy and we were sitting there and I was just sitting on the chairs and I was just having a heart to heart. And that's not what you should be doing in a state like that. You should be having the best time of your life. You should be enjoying the music. You should be enjoying all the venues, everything that's going on around you. But instead I was sitting on a chair thinking about everything that was happening back home, thinking about different people, just thinking about my life and falling into a depressive state. And that is not what you should be doing. And it was at that moment when I realized that I'm chasing false happiness. Me going out to a party in the jungle is not necessarily the right thing that I need for my mental health. Me going to a party on the beach is not the best thing that I need for my mental health. Me traveling in general at that moment may not have been the best thing for my mental health. I am so grateful that I did it. I'm so glad that I have those experiences and that I can look back on all those times. But at that very state, I was not in the right headspace to be traveling, to be experiencing all these new things. And there were so many different there's so many things that I could have done differently that would have impacted my travel experience in a different way. And one of the things being obviously social media, you, I think anybody that travels, I think it is very important that you limit your social media and you almost disassociate yourself from home. Talk to the people that are closest to you, check in with them, do all that stuff. But when you're in a new part of the world, take it in. Do not be consumed by social media and that was something that I did I was constantly checking in on people I was constantly thinking about my past I was thinking about people in my life and that's not what I needed it wasn't the best thing for me and throughout my whole entire travel experience I learned so much I learned so much I found a true love for traveling I think I'll always have a love for traveling but more so Again, the biggest thing that I took from it was you cannot chase happiness. Every single night that I traveled, I was always thinking about things from my past. I was always thinking about certain people. I constantly was having conversations with my friends about it. And that's when you realize that putting yourself into a new setting because you can't handle the old setting isn't always the like the best thing for you. It's not always changing things up because you're unhappy. Like a lot of it comes from within. A lot of it comes from growth and growth can definitely happen from moving away somewhere, from leaving things behind, but it always depends on how fresh some of those wounds are. How how some of those things have impacted you and you need to really build yourself a toolbox to know how to deal with some of these things. And for me, when I was traveling, I didn't know how to cope with certain things. I didn't know how to deal with certain things. When we go out drinking, I would automatically resort to thinking about everything and then checking in on social media. I would, it was a bit of a disaster. Not that I was a bit of a party pooper in any which way, not that I drug anyone else down, but there was just a lot of self-resurrection that was going on and a lot of insights that were coming to mind. And that's now when I realized that I, I would love to travel now. And because I've learned so much in this past year and it definitely kickstarted with my traveling. 
it started from traveling, doing that for myself. That was the first key step. And I, again, I'm so happy I did that, so grateful I did it. But it's also you acknowledge everything that happens within it. And for me, how I talked in my in my first podcast, I always thought that it was going to be this euphoric feeling when you go there and you really find yourself because that's how everyone talks. Every time you go traveling, you talk and you hear somebody talking about how they found themselves. Oh yeah, I went traveling. I found myself. I really found myself. You know what? I broke up with my significant other and then I went traveling and I really found myself. I found who I was. I found my, I found like what I was passionate about. I found what my purpose was in life. And for me, that wasn't the case. I was constantly struggling the whole entire time I was there. I wasn't fully living in the moment. I, a lot of the time I was just dwelling on certain things and then I would, I never, once the time came that it was almost time to go back home, I never wanted to leave. I was so afraid of going back and falling into the same deep, dark mental state and I think that's that was my my moment when I realized how I've changed was the second I landed in Kelowna and I was kind of a back to reality sort of thing after quarantine and that's when I realized that I learned so much while I was traveling and I didn't of course I learned so much about the culture I learned so much about the people but more so I learned so much about myself and it came from seeing the struggles that other people were encountering. It came from seeing how fortunate that I truly was to realize what I have, what I will have for honestly probably the rest of my life and how fortunate I am to have all of that. And that was a hard thing to grasp because I came back and I instantly jumped into this the state where I knew exactly what my purpose was. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I was so set on it. I was I didn't feel like I needed to go out and drink with people anymore. I felt like I could just help out around my house a lot more. I felt like I could do so much more with life in general. And I felt myself growing. I I found myself having a passion to love again and self-love and real love. And for me, this is going to tie into the next topic, which is actually love. But for me, when I came back, I had one goal and that was to pursue the love that I had before. And it was something that I learned over time. And This is how it ties in to our next topic, which is actually love. And I experienced true, real love and acknowledged what real love was when I was at the worst, worst point in my life. And this is how the worst struggle of my whole entire life showed me and taught me the most in my life. When I was going through my my state of being hospitalized and when I felt like I had no other purpose in my life other than basically death, I, I had somebody in my ear the whole entire time 
I had somebody there that supported me, that wanted me to get better, that wanted me to be healthier and happier and live a life worth living. And anybody will know that when you're in a state of depression, a state of basically suicidal ideation and actual suicide, you you strive to have somebody there that is going to show you such love, such appreciation, and ultimately show you how much they care and how much they respect you. And for me, in my darkest state, that's what happened. I had a person that was next to my, my side the whole entire time through my worst day ever, honestly. And it didn't matter what was going on in their life and what was happening but they were there. They were constantly in my ear telling me that it's going to be okay, that I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move past this point in my life. And I even remember sitting in that waiting room and being so embarrassed. It was the most embarrassed I've ever been in my whole entire life. I don't think I've ever told anyone this. So this is something new for everyone. But I was sitting there. I was sitting there and I remember looking around and I had gash on my face and my wrists were cut and I sat there and I just remember feeling so embarrassed about what I'd done. And it was at that moment that I realized I couldn't take that moment back. I could not rewind. I could not take this, take this life moment out of the people around me's brain and I definitely could not take it out of my own brain the only thing I could do was learn from it and I think that the people around me that day were the ones that really instilled that in me that the biggest thing I can do from that moment is learn from it and acknowledge how terrible I felt in that moment and how guilty I felt especially and It was also the moment where I really found love. I was sitting in a waiting room talking to a doctor and I had two very important people, honestly, two of the very most important people in my life to this day that were sitting outside in the waiting room and waiting for me to kind of finish and do my part. And I just remember how sad and real guilty I felt in that very moment and it was a state where I never wanted to be in again and yes I was doing a lot of self-reflection in those moments and I was definitely really hard on myself (laughs) and I was going through such a mental warfare almost and that's when I really realized after coming out of that room after being released to go back home was then I realized how grateful I was to not only have the life that I do have, but more so to have the people in it that I have. And this whole entire night through the darkest, darkest times from when I was laying on the road, when I was going to the hospital, when I was sitting in the hospital, when I got back home and had to tell my parents what had just happened, And when I went to bed that night, I had a person 
by my side, holding my hand figuratively and literally that whole entire night and telling me and honestly convincing me that it was going to be okay, that my life was going to be okay. And at that moment, I thought nothing of it. I, th- I did not think I was going to be okay. And it sucked because I realized what love was in that terrible, terrible state of my life. I acknowledged that feeling. And it honestly, it took me a while to really realize how much that moment impacted my whole entire life. But it has played a role in my life to this day. It plays a role in my life every single day, every single moment of every single day. And it never leaves my mind. And for a lot of people, this will come to as a surprise. A lot of people that know my past, know my history, know my history with who will really be surprised about this because it's something that I have not really talked about. I've told very minimal people about this moment and it's something that needs to be acknowledged, expressed because it's beautiful in its own way. And that moment when I had this person by my side that whole entire time in my worst day of my whole entire life was when I really realized how much I had love, like how much love I have for that person and what love truly is and means. At that time, we were not together. At that time, we were not involved in any which way. And at that time, I did not know if we ever would be again. And for me, that was always a hard thing to grasp. But I realized something and I realized what love is. It's not about the times where you get to laugh and you get to smile and you get to be intimate and you get to enjoy life. I mean, it's great when that is, when that's, that form of love is present. But I think something that shows love even deeper is when you're going through the worst times of your life, when you are encountering the biggest struggles of your life and you have somebody that's there for you. That is the most respectful and the deepest part of love that you can ever have. Acknowledging that and seeing that firsthand has changed my whole entire life. I always, always compare every single thing in my life to that moment. I always compare the new friendships that I build to that moment. I always look at who the people are that are entering my life and if they will impact my life in that same way. I look at the relationships that I have with people around me and if they're impacting me in a positive or negative way and I always resort back to that very moment and those feelings and see if these people truly have worth in my life or if they're impacting me in a negative way. There is so many different things that I took from that night and from that love that have altered the course of my whole entire life. I have not been able to get into any form of a relationship. It's just the truth. I I can't and I honestly, I'm not very confident that I will for a long time. And that is, again, I've talked about this before, but it's it's something that feels like an ongoing cycle and sometimes it gets really frustrating. A lot of the times it does because when you can't be with somebody that you love so much and somebody that you want to essentially, or that you want to cherish so much, it 
it becomes difficult and you start asking yourself so many questions. And it's the same with all my struggles. I always ask myself a million questions from them. How did this impact me? How is it going to impact my like the rest of my life? Is this a positive thing, a negative thing? What is the purpose of this? And for me, I look at the purpose of this love in the most beautiful way ever. And it brings a smile to my face, but it also brings tears to my eyes because this love is something that has made me accept myself and find self-love. I have a new profound self-love where I don't want to chase people. I don't want to chase feelings. I'm not going to try and impress people out of like for no apparent reason. There's so many things that this love has taught me and it is actually it's taught me what I what I basically what standards to hold my life to and what standards to hold myself to, what standards, basically what guidelines to follow when I'm finding new profound love, I guess. But that moment of love and happiness, or not necessarily happiness, but that moment of love was the biggest game changer in my whole entire life. It has taught me so much and it transitions into my next topic, which is relationships. And Love coincides with relationships in every way possible. And this isn't just relationships with significant others. It's not relationships with um, just your parents. It's not relationships with just your siblings or with your friends. It is all the above. Every relationship that you encounter on a daily basis, whether you bump into somebody at the grocery store, whether you just pass by somebody, whether you look at somebody in a passing car and they look at you as well. This relationship factor ties into love so much because I think within every relationship, you have to see if there's a true genuine love there or if it's just out of benefit for other people. So many times, especially with celebrities, people want to be friends with celebrities to gain their own, to basically gain their own following, to gain this own kind of insight how do you even, I don't even know how to describe this, but basically so many people want to be friends with celebrities to make themselves feel famous, to surround themselves with all these famous people or so many people oftentimes just become friends with somebody because maybe they have money. Maybe they have different experiences that they want to, they want to know more about. And I mean, there's so many, there's never a bad reasoning to become friends with somebody or to get into a relationship with somebody, but you always have to see if it's genuine or, and what the real purpose of it is. For myself, for a long time, I was very confused with different things and I always wanted to have kind of the most friends possible, the most experiences possible with the most people. And... I, over time, I started realizing that I'd rather have a million, a million experiences with one true, genuine person than one experience with a million people that are not genuine. And 
I think and I hope that that's the same for everyone. But for myself, I I think that relationships have played a huge impact on my life. They have caused caused me mental struggles, but they have also allowed me to grow from my mental struggles and continue to find self-love, but also find love within others. And every single relationship that I encounter in my life and every single relationship that causes me a struggle in my life always impacts my life in a great way. And for me, I have reflected on 99% of my relationships within my years and I never think it's a state of overthinking when I'm analyzing my friendships and my relationships. And I think it's more so I just think it is really allowing yourself to see what people are bringing you in your life and to see if it's positive or negative. And that's something that a lot of people need to do. You need to really look at the people that are entering your life or that are already in your life and see how they're impacting it. Because there's always ways to kind of shift that negative to a positive or vice versa. And I think one of the things for myself is, and I think this is for a lot of people, is relationships with your parents. That is something that you you know best. You know how open you can be with them. You know what you can tell them. You know what you don't, or like what you can't tell them. You know how they're going to react. You've lived with them probably the majority of your life, and that's that's something that you really need to take into account, but also you can't let it over consume you to the point where you start disrespecting yourself just out of the fact of how long you've known someone. If your parents aren't giving you positive, basically, if they're not possessing positive vibes per se, and they are not impacting your life in a positive way, there is no reason why they should continue to be in your life or why you should continue to open up in the ways that you might be. There, and like same goes for friendships, goes for real relationships, goes for relationships with coaches, teachers, everything. If somebody is not impacting your life in a positive way, there is no oath that says that you have to abide by them for the rest of your life. That is not the factor. You are allowed and capable of shutting out as many people in your life that you please. If somebody's causing you negative stress and anxiety, they're causing you depression, they are impacting your life in such a negative way, there is nothing that is holding you to keeping them in your life. Nothing. You do not owe it to them. You do not owe it to yourself. You don't owe it to anybody. The only people that you should have in your life are the ones that impact it in a positive way, the ones that push you to be more successful, and the ones that possess nothing but love for you. And for myself, I have really taken that into account through all of my struggles. When something happens in my life from someone that is causing me grief, causing me negativity, I... For the longest time, I've 
I've always been a people pleaser. I always want to keep everyone happy. I always want to keep everyone in my life. I never want to hate anyone. And I honestly don't think I ever will hate anyone. I can never. But for me, I've acknowledged the relationships that have hurt me. I've acknowledged the people that have hurt me. And I have definitely realized what I need to keep to myself with certain people and what I can talk about with certain people. And it comes down to trust. If you have trust in someone, then you know that you can tell them anything and you know how they're going to react or how they potentially will react. And it's the same as when you come up with a great idea, you're not going to tell somebody that just sits there and is blank faced because that doesn't impact you in a positive way. And you'll probably second guess yourself, which is not a positive thing. But if you tell somebody that you know is going gonna, is gonna to react in such a great way, then you're so excited yourself to tell them. And when they react in a positive way, it makes you 10 times more motivated. It's all about your surroundings. One of the biggest things that I've started to learn is the thing that is going to allow you the most, allow you to grasp the most happiness and most success in your life is your environment and the people that you surround yourself with. It's the same saying as if you surround yourself with six millionaires, you will be the seventh. It's the same thing as if you surround yourself with happy people, you will also be happy. And it is so, so, so true because for myself, with every relationship that I have, I always love to acknowledge how they're impacting my life. If it's in a positive way, a negative way, an insightful way, or like just an introspective way. And I think that's what we really need to all do is think about those people in our life, think about what they're doing, how they're impacting our lives, and then acknowledging and taking action on those thoughts and on those um, realizations and pursue what we want to pursue with the people that we want in our life. And it all ties into everything with love, with um, basically expectations, with relationships, absolutely everything, with traveling, no matter what. I think it all ties into it because you can never, ever surround yourself with enough positive people. And I think it's always a great feeling when you have somebody that's there to pick you up, when you have somebody that's going to show you nothing but love when you have somebody that's going to respect you in the utmost ways. And I mean, I'm somebody who has not always respected everyone in the best ways. And I acknowledge that I'm the first one to admit it. I'm not ashamed by it because everyone in this world has disrespected somebody once upon a time. And for me, I think that there was one state actually where I disrespected somebody who I loved greatly and I, it wasn't anything out of like crazy bad, but it was something that I wasn't, I wasn't proud of and something I was embarrassed of. And I think that's another way that you fall into your own self reflection states is when you, you think about some of those past experiences and you think about some of the relationships that you've had and um, for me, respect has become a huge thing in my life. And if somebody doesn't respect me, then 
there's no reason why I should respect them. I always try to, but it's the same thing as like, if you scratch someone's back, they'll scratch yours. And for me, um, I think this came with a lot of maturity and growing and growth. But when I was going through a very, very tough time, I actually, this is going to be another, another shocker to everyone that's listening is one night I disrespected someone and I regretted it so much. And I was in such a deep depressive state that I actually broke two of my fingers on purpose. And I remember I came home from a bar and I broke, I just, I was so angry and so frustrated that I went home and I just, again, it was like the self-harm thing. And I just wailed on the ground and I ended up breaking two of my fingers. And I, I remember I was bleeding and I was thinking there and I was crying endlessly. I couldn't stop crying. And I was thinking about why I was crying. And again, it took me a long time to realize the real factors of it. But one was that not only was I disrespecting someone, but I was being disrespected in the same, at the very same time. And I was putting aside my own happiness for somebody else's happiness. I was I was trying to, I was trying to basically falsify my whole life because of feelings. And that's when I realized that you really, you really need to do things for yourself. If you don't do things for yourself, you're not going to be happy ever. If you don't live for yourself, you're not going to be happy. If you don't follow your own passions, then you're not living for yourself. And that's basically where this ties into our next topic of expectations and expectations are something that kill us. And the reason why is because our parents from day one have an expectation of what they want to see of us. Some people are held to high, high standards. Other people are held to lower standards and Neither is right nor wrong, and some can make us go crazy. Some can really change our lives, and it's just, it's so hard to say where you're going to end up, and I think for everyone that's listening, I think this might be even a calling to realize that you are living your own life, and your expectations are solely based off of what you want to see happen in your life. For me, for the longest time, I always played hockey. I was constantly in the rink, constantly working out, constantly chasing this dream that eventually became sort of out of reach and something where I realized that this isn't something I want to do for the rest of my life and it's something that can never last for the rest of my life. And that's when I really started taking steps back and kind of looking at my own life and seeing where I wanted to end up, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to pursue, and what my future should look like and what I wanted it to look like. And I mean, expectations are the hardest thing to deal with because you never want to let anyone down. You, for so many of us, I think we we always care about what everyone else thinks. And for me, especially when I was going through my dark states, I was always thinking about what does, 
what do they think is like, what do they think of me right now? When I'm going through this depressive state, what do they think of me? When I was keeping my story inside, I, the only reason why I didn't talk was out of expectation. That's the only reason I did not talk was out of expectation and I guess judgment. And those two kind of go side and side because expectations are essentially just judgment. If you are expected to do something and you are expected or and you are held to that standard, then if you don't achieve that, you're going to be judged. And so for myself, I was always a person that had a smile on my face, always a happy-go-lucky guy with tons of friends, always was kind of like the center of attention. And I always felt like I had an expectation to uphold that standard. And I think that's when, when I cracked was when I actually found my own expectations and I started to think for myself because when I realized that I could no longer go a day in this life with, with all of these burdens and all of these feelings and basically everything that was inside of myself and keeping it inside, when I realized I couldn't keep it inside anymore was the day that I started to live again. It was the day that I started to feel like myself and that I started to actually grow. It was the day where I realized that me speaking up and sharing my struggles wasn't actually the worst thing in the world. It was something that I always held back from a lot. And obviously this year has been a huge game changer year where I've decided to open myself up in the most vulnerable ways on an open platform like this. And it's been amazing. It's changed my life. It will forever be something that's changed my life. I have it tattooed on me right here saying that everyone has a story. And my story is not the same as everyone else's. Nobody else's story is the same as mine. And nobody else's story is the same as each other's, which is kind of beautiful. It's it's, it's an indicator that we no longer have to hold ourselves to these expectations of who we are and what we have to be doing because in reality, so many people are succeeding in so many different ways, whether it be in business, whether it be in their jobs, whether it be in school, whether it be in their own mental health, whether it be in physical health. So many people are basically crushing the expectations of others and going on their essentially going rogue and going and following every single path that they want to follow instead of following the paths paved by others. And I find that so inspiring and it has changed my life knowing that we no longer have to hold ourselves to expectations. We should 100% keep pushing ourselves to be better every single day, but we don't have to hold ourselves to all these crazy expectations. This falls into a huge factor with people that are in depressive states and that may be experiencing a lot of mental illnesses. And it's a factor of if you are depressed, and this is speaking from experience, when you're depressed, you oftentimes lose a lot of drive and motivation. You don't have a drive and don't have a motivator to keep you moving on a daily basis. So when you're forced to move on a daily basis, it makes you act in weird ways. It makes you lash out. It can make you fall into eating disorders. 
it can do so much. And for myself, I've fallen into eating disorders, obviously used self-harm, had suicidal ideations. I have essentially broken down to the point where I had no energy. I had no energy to eat food. I had no energy to brush my teeth, to shower, to do all the daily tasks that need to be done. And for a long time, I really belittled myself for that. But now I realize that it's okay. And that the ways to get out of these ruts is just simple steps. It You don't have to go from not being able to get out of bed to going and running a marathon. That's It's not even close to what it is. A win for a day can be, instead of laying in bed all day, it's getting yourself up for five minutes. It's getting yourself a shower. It's eating a meal. It is eating three meals in a day. It is the little steps to take yourself to great success. And that's where I always struggled. I, for so long, always held myself to this point where I felt like I couldn't struggle. I felt like struggling was the worst thing that could happen. I felt like if I struggled, everyone else around me would be miserable. And that wasn't the case. It was just that I had to be honest with myself and honest with others about how I'm feeling. Because if I'm feeling down and I'm feeling depressed and anxious and whatever feeling I'm going through, I think the most important part is to be honest and to be open. And like struggle creates strength. It's just providing an open environment to share all your truths, share all your struggles, share how your struggles have basically changed your life and how, like what they've taught you. And with expectations, I was always taught to go to school, get the best grades, go play hockey, do the best you can, be super active, work out all the time. Um, find like get a job do that career for a long time retire then go live your life and that's when this whole past year is it's changed my perspective on expectations and for a long time I always believed the same like I wouldn't be successful if I if I didn't go to school I wouldn't be successful if I pursued my own business um basically I wouldn't be successful if I just pursued all my own passions. And that's where I was so false, like so wrong. And it's a matter of fact of realizing what makes you happy and then realizing that you can seriously do anything you want in this world. Today's day and age, there is endless possibilities of what you can do for a career. You don't have to go to school. You are not forced to go to school. You do not have to be in a job where you work your way up. You don't have to follow the same path. You don't have to stay in the same place for your whole entire life. You don't have to take a two-week vacation every year. You don't have to, you basically don't have to hold yourself to such limitations. Expectations are essentially limitations. If you take yourself off the map and you expect nothing and you actually follow your passions that's when you're going to be pretty damn successful you are going to do everything that you want in your life because you're not living for anyone else you're not holding yourself to a certain schedule you're not holding yourself to a timeline 
the biggest false conception right now is that you cannot live the life you want to live, that you cannot live your best life and be successful. So false. There are so many people in today's age that are doing everything they want to do in their life and living their best life. There's a lot of people that, yes, they love going to school and they love the jobs that they're in after school. That is awesome as long as you're doing what you love to do. There's also a lot of people that sit back and they look at their jobs and they hate them. They absolutely hate them. They look forward to the weekend. Why should you look forward to the weekend? Every single day should feel like the weekend for you. You should never be waiting for the day to end. You should never be looking at the clock and waiting for it to end. That is so pointless. You're wasting away your life. Time is something that never stops ticking and you never, ever get any younger. So what are you, what are you waiting for? One of the biggest quotes that I've been told is, if not now, then when? And everyone will take this in a different way. And everyone will either choose to take action on this quote or not. And it's okay. Whatever one you choose is, that's your path. And that's what you're choosing to do. And if you are truly unhappy in your life and with what you're doing, then why are you, why are you staying in it? Why are you continuing on a path? It's never too late to change your life, change your path. Do you know how many businesses, how many business opportunities there are in this world? There's people right now that are making millions and millions of dollars off of YouTube. Not saying money is everything because it 100% is not. But it's just proof that you can seriously do anything you want. There's people that are making money off TikTok. There's people that are making money off absolutely everything you can imagine. Look at everything around you. Look behind me. There is a poster and that was made by somebody. That was their job. And then there's a, there's a logo on the poster, which was also made by somebody else. Then there's a couch that I'm sitting on, which was made by somebody else. And then there's pillows, which was made by somebody else. Then there's the hat that's on my head that was made by somebody else. That is five different jobs just within that little bit. And there's so many other things within my house that so many other people made. It's a point that there is endless possibilities to what you can do with your life. It's just a matter of you actually taking a hold of your life and living for yourself. Stop living for other people. What is the point? There is no, no point to living for somebody else other than yourself. It's something that I am very hypocritical about because I still continue to shape my life off of other people's opinions and off of different things that are happening in my life. But at the same time, I'm constantly making steps in the right direction and changing my life because very, very shortly, I will be doing everything that I want to do in my life for my living, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing and a beautiful realization. There is nothing wrong with setting yourself up with a future that you want to live. You can do whatever you want in this world. And I know I'm rambling on about all of this, but it's just proof that you never have to follow somebody else's expectations of yourself. You are in full control of your life. You're in full control of what you choose to pursue. 
and crushing those expectations is sometimes the best thing for you. I think we need to be very smart about this and not run right off the page and go do something that is very idiotic and pursue something that will never ever work. But I think it's also very smart to think for yourself and to follow your passions. And sometimes all it takes is having a conversation with somebody who has no judgment and will be very honest and blunt with you. I think for the most part, everyone has one person in their life that will be honest, that will give a, basically give it to you straight. And I think, I think if we cherish those people, we cherish the love that they have, the respect that they have for us, and we actually take that into our lives as well. And being honest with other people about certain things, and you have to definitely disassociate the difference between being honest and having an opinion. Everyone has their opinion on certain businesses. There's so many so many things in this world that I look at and I think are very stupid. But you know what? They're successful with what they do. They have created something that obviously works. You can never have an opinion, but you can always give advice. And I think that's something we need to take into our life. We we can we can definitely have an opinion, be opinionated in certain certain lights, but we need to really acknowledge when it is an opinion and we need to state that it's an opinion. And for me, one of the, one of the things that kind of shaped my whole entire life was hockey. Through hockey, I had various mental health struggles. I sat back a lot and I really, I thought about all the, all the things that I've encountered all of the relationships that I've made, good and bad, all of the things that I've had said to me, all of the bad experiences that I've had, and all of the good ones. And for so long, especially when I was playing major junior and juniors, I I was always told to think about how fortunate I was. And this was something that really pissed me off. And this goes back to opinions and expectations. So for me, I was always told that I need to really cherish my moments that I have playing in the Western Hockey League, and I really need to cherish my moments of juniors, and it's gonna go by super fast, and I need to think about all the people that are not playing hockey at this level, and really think about how fortunate I am. And don't get me wrong, I was very fortunate. I was very, very lucky to definitely have had the upbringing that I did and to have um, had the success that I had. But at the same time, there was a lot of bad things that came from it. And it caused me some of my worst mental health struggles in my life. And one of those, one of those definitely being the stress that came from it. And I, like every, with every sport, with every competitive sport, there's stress. And that's just, that's a given. There is no beating around the bush with that. You automatically are going to encounter stress. But for myself, these stressful moments became too much. And I would get so in my head so often to the point where 
it actually just stressed me out so much that I just, I did not want to play. I couldn't play. I, I would become so sad and so worried all the time that it was very unhealthy. I was constantly going through this battle within myself. And that's when I really sat back and I realized like I need to make a change for myself. And I've, I quit on three separate occasions. I did not want to play hockey three separate times. I once I actually enrolled in school and became a coach for a major midget hockey team. And then I threw myself back into play and through all of my years of junior and experience just within hockey and the whole, basically the whole hockey community, I, I learned a lot about myself and I really learned about what's positive in my life and what's a negative. And for me, when I, when I chose to finally hang up the skates and quit, I knew that the most important thing for me was to do something bigger and better than myself, which I looked at as traveling. And like I said before, it was a great decision, best decision of my life. I obviously a lot of times I find myself missing hockey, but it was such a big, such a big thing in my life that how can you not miss it? And I never, I never think about playing again. I never miss the aspect of playing. I just miss the environment that it had. And for me, I remember I was going through, I was going through some tough, tough depressive states back in the year 2018, I believe. And I, or it was 2017 maybe. And I had my, I had so many people in my corner telling me to continue playing, telling me how fortunate I was to have these opportunities, how other people would kill to be in my, to be in my shoes. And I knew that all along. I knew that people would kill to be in my shoes. I knew that other people would love to be in my shoes, but the people that were telling me all of this stuff never experienced it themselves. Not once. They did not lace up the skates. They did not step foot into one of the dressing rooms, they did not experience any of it. And that's something that always really got under my skin was everyone has an opinion until they've experienced it. And there's so many times I had conversations with my teammates about hockey and about playing at such high levels. And more often than not, the phrase, I hate this, gets chucked around the dressing room than you would think. So many times I would have constant, constant talks with friends and they would always say, I hate this, I wanna quit. And that's where so many people fall into that. It, it doesn't become fun anymore. And that's when it really separates those people that wanna do it for a career from those people that either acknowledge that they want something different in their life or that won't have the same basically the same opportunities. And for me, I was one of those people that just really learned a lot about myself to the point where I realized that hockey wasn't going to be the best thing for me. And so when everybody's giving me all these opinions on how they want me to quit, or sorry, how they want me to keep playing, how they want me to keep just following this path that I've been on for 
so long when in reality I saw no end to it, it was frustrating. And that's when people, basically that's when I learned that I can't satisfy everyone. These podcasts will not hit home for everyone. They will not satisfy everyone. They, it's so tough because my struggles have taught me everything. I sit in a state today, right now, where hockey, I played it for 18 years, give or take, and there's no part of me that misses it because I'm doing something that I love and I'm following a passion that I love. But then I also sit here and I look at some of my other past struggles with self-harm and I look and see that as how I found self-growth and self-love. I found an appreciation for myself where I don't want to harm myself again. I don't want to hurt myself anymore. I want to appreciate my body. I want to take care of my body. I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to be mentally healthy. And then it also makes me look at my anxiety. One of my biggest things, which I quoted on my own story, was challenge your anxiety. And every single day, I like to challenge my anxiety. I like to put myself into a state where I really challenge my anxiety. And it's never easy. It is a constant battle. But that's with all mental health struggles. They're a constant battle. You're, you may never overcome them, but you will always learn from them. And you need to go into it open-minded. So when you're at your worst stage of your life, you need to look at it and you need to really think about how it's going to affect you. I've lost people in my life and those sucked. And those I looked at and really thought that there was nothing that I would take from them, nothing I would learn from them. But I have learned from them. I sit here today and I can truthfully say that what I learned from some of the passings that have happened in my life is I've learned what those people were and how I want to follow in some of the same footsteps. I've seen what they've done and it's made me inspired me basically to do some of the same things. It has is made me realize how short life is. How short this life truly is. So why are we why are we why are we staying in a rut when we don't necessarily need to be in a rut? Why are we staying in the same spot when we don't need to be in the same spot? Why are we following a career that has no end and will ultimately lead in nothing but retirement. What is the benefit of that? For some people, they love their job. My mom, for instance, she loves her job. Every single day she's growing, every single day she's doing something that's helping other people and it's something that she's very passionate about. She could be retired right now, she technically is, but she now has a new job and another job and loves it. So it's knowing what makes you happy and following that. For me, I've had so many conversations with people, like close people around me, and I've really learned a lot from those people around me because I see what I want and what I don't. And I see how different I am from other people. I see the knowledge that I have that other people don't or vice versa. 
it makes me want to continue to grow. It makes me want to continue to learn. And it makes me want to continue to cherish the people and the loved ones around me while also following the path that makes me happiest. And Struggle Creates Strength has opened up so many new doors for myself and so many new doors for my career. And it's something that has also allowed me to see how important it is to really to really pursue life alone. And I don't mean you can't have your your all your people sitting behind you cheering you on, clapping their hands, but it's very important to base your decisions off of your own happiness. For me, my struggles have taught me how to love, taught me how to grow, they've taught me what I want my life to look like. And they've taught me to actually look at what I want my life to look like and take it, grasp it, follow everything that's gonna get me there. And this is starting to sound like a motivational speech and maybe it is, I don't know. But for me, I got sick and tired of, sick and tired of changing my life for other people. I got sick and tired of trying to make everyone happy, of trying to avoid certain circumstances because I felt like it was going to make other people happy. And like I always say, truth is, is that you can't make everyone happy. You cannot, cannot make other people happy. And something for me is I still am encountering all my own struggles. I, I have new struggles every single day. I constantly am going through these struggles. I'm constantly fi- figuring out how to grow from these struggles but they continue to teach me things. They continue to teach me what I want my life to look like. And it's allowed me to become so much more mature and really step into a life that's far beyond my actual years and far beyond where I think I ever was. Because now when I, when I meet somebody new, when I talk to somebody, I always compare I always compare every moment to some of my struggles and compare them to what I've overcome and to really look into my future and and think how is how's this new person walking into my life can impact my future? Can I see a future with them in it? Can I see myself pursuing my passions while still having this person in my life? And that goes for friends, family, loved ones, everyone. And there's so many times when I have had to take a step back from, from certain relationships with people because I can't, have, I can't have either negativity in my life or I seriously am not confident that this friendship or this relationship or whatever it is will will last for the long haul. I think I think there's so many different so many different things that we we learn in life. And for me every single day is a new day to learn. And I love learning. Learning is very unique. You can never hold yourself to a certain amount of learning. You should never block off an opportunity to learn. I am a firm believer that school is very beneficial because you can go in there and you can learn. 
but I also know that a lot of people go there just for the fun of it, which is also beneficial if it's free. And so many people will, so many people always have an opinion on those who don't attend school, on those who do attend school, on those who are pursuing things that maybe they're not passionate about, or especially on different relationships with people, on the path that others are following. And honestly, the biggest thing that every single day that I walk through my life with and the things that I always remind myself of is that one, everything happens for a reason. And this is a quote that I have shaped my life off of 100%. Me and one of my best friends always, always say this and it's everything happens for a reason because for me, some of the worst points in my life have turned out to benefit me the most. Like I spoke on before, probably the most, the one that speaks to this the most is the worst day of my life was the day that I found true love and I knew what true love was. And I knew that that's the feeling of love. So in, in total, basically all I want to say is that through life, there's going to be so many different struggles that you get thrown your way. So many different obstacles that you have to overcome. And one of the biggest things to always acknowledge is how old are you? Because for me, I 21 years old and so many times I feel like I'm old. I feel like I'm feel like I'm not where I should be in life. And then I, I realize I'm only 21 years old. If I have until I'm 80 years old or I have until I'm 50 years old, that is still more than more than half and almost a, basically a quarter of my life, like three quarters of my life left, which is a long, long time with endless opportunities. One year can change someone's life. Six months can change someone's life. My life changed in a matter of a year. One year ago today, I was traveling the world. One year ago today, I was traveling the world with two of my best friends. And I was also encountering some of the de deepest, darkest struggles in my life. So that's when you really have to take a look in the mirror and realize what's impacting your life in a positive way, what's impacting your life in a negative way, what will allow you to grow and what will not. And if there's kind of one thing that I would leave everyone with today, it would be follow your own path, do what makes you happy, and more so, I would say that your struggles don't define your future. Every single struggle that you go through in your life, every single struggle that you have gone through in your life does not define where you are, where you will end up, and how much success you will have. No matter what, I will guarantee you that your struggles will continue to teach you more than any textbook, any person, anything in the world. The biggest way to struggle, or the biggest way to learn is to struggle. And that's why my underlining my underlining saying for this podcast today 
is my struggles are my teacher because my biggest teacher in life and my biggest teacher this past year has been my struggles. I've gone through a hell of a lot of them, but we continue to grow, we continue to get better, and we continue to follow our own path, which is beautiful. So I hope that everyone, everyone enjoyed this podcast. I hope that everyone can realize that your struggles do not define who you are, do not define where you'll end up, and like I said, do not define how successful you will be. Your struggles are not necessarily only your struggles. I guarantee you there's somebody out there that has the same struggles or can relate in some some other way. So never be afraid to share your story. Never be afraid to speak up and share it on a platform like Struggle Creates Strength because at the end of the day, you're just telling exactly who you are, which is beautiful. I, I think you should never, ever shy away from being exactly who you are. I've taken so many things from every single podcast that I have done so far. And I think that's the best part about it is that we continue to grow, we continue to learn, and I'm continue, continuing to basically shape my life in the way that I want to. And I'm also holding myself accountable because I think that's one of the, the biggest things that we need to do. And I'm, I'm not getting down on myself when the times get tough because I know that it's just a learning curve. I know that there's always ways to take little steps to get to where I either am now or where I want to be in the future. And I don't know. I, that's basically my, my whole two cents for this podcast. But I hope everyone did enjoy. And I hope that you realize that just because your struggles feel like a constant battle doesn't mean that you're never going to win that battle. And ultimately, it's going to make you a lot stronger, like the podcast is named. Struggle creates strength. Our struggles do create our strength. And everyone, and I mean absolutely everyone, has a story. So never be ashamed of sharing yours and never be afraid to reach out to somebody like myself or a mental health professional because we can always help in any way possible. But that is the end of our podcast. And if you do want to reach me or you want to come on the podcast, you're more than welcome to at Struggle Create Strength on both Instagram and Facebook. Or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. I hope everyone enjoyed this podcast and I hope that you can finally see that your struggles are your biggest teacher. So never, ever get too down on yourself because you can always pick yourself back up and there's always an underlying, underlying beautiful, positive thing that come from your struggles. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you have an amazing day and just remember that everyone has a story and everyone's struggles are their own teachers.